Welcome to Arkansas Talent Conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Yares. Every week on Arkansas Talent Conversations, we spotlight and present members of the Arkansas Talent Database. Our conversations include artists, actors, independent filmmakers, along with other arts and entertainment professionals here in the state of Arkansas. From Low Gap Media, outside Clinton, Arkansas, this is Arkansas Talent Conversations. Our guest today is Wayne Bradley, musician, sound designer, and video editor. Wayne, welcome to the program. Thank you, Kevin. Glad to be here. How did you get in the audio and video end of, of uh, media production? Came out of music, Did was involved in music production and uh, doing records and bands and that kind of thing. And that just sort of gravitated into a studio engineering situation. Uh, and it just it's just kind of evolved from one media to another as the need arose and the opportunities came. And I've just kind of migrated from music all the way up to video, which now encompasses all that anyway. Getting into the audio engineering, and was that more like a necessity from your music background that you, you wanted to start recording pieces that you wrote and uh, played? It, it was, although I was really, I really had an affinity for that. I was very intrigued when I first started doing studio work. I would watch the engineer and ask a lot of questions, and and I, and as I gained more information and understanding about it, I realized I could really do this. I, and as a writer, and, and I began to understand that I would also have more creative control. If I could actually sit and manipulate EQs and levels and things because I knew what I was going for. So over time, it just became kind of an obvious thing for me. If I really want to be effective with this and not have to reinterpret what I'm doing, I'll just sit and do it myself. And, and that just led to a studio, kind of a musician, engineer. And then I started doing some producing, which it kind of all goes hand in hand. Does your music background, does that start with you at a very young age? High school. High school? Mm -hmm. High school bands and things like that? Actually, I did not play traditional band. I just, a friend introduced me to guitar, and I really enjoyed it. I've always loved music and singing. Um, Then I found a way that I could do this and actually make a little money at it. Then through college, I ended up pretty much paying a lot of my college through playing in a band and, you know, on campus and then around. And then as time went on, I I really felt like this is what I want to do. I really enjoyed the live performance and it was just so new and different then. It was exciting. And, and as a writer, I started writing songs when I was very young. Um, it gave me an opportunity in a vehicle to market those songs. And that was really the band era of my career was really mainly a device for me to get my material recorded and heard and hopefully, you know, make a little money at it, which is what I made, a little money. But, uh, you know, it, it was just a learning process for me and, and a growing thing. But one step kind of led to another and the each, each step would complement where I had come from. When you wrote your own songs, did you, is that mainly what you concentrated on also as a, as a musician was performing your own material or did you also do a little bit of cover work in both? I, and I, it, you know, I played in with several groups that were all original, 
But at the time, it was before record deals, uh, and I ended up getting ready. It was virtually impossible to play and do original music. Everybody wanted to hear cover music. So then after I went through two or three bands, three major label deals, um, that gave me an opportunity then in performance to where we could do our original music, but you always, over a period of three or four hours, you would need to fall back on artists and music that you really enjoyed or were influenced by. And I really enjoyed a lot of the English progressive, what we called art rock at the time. That was kind of my flavor. And, you know, so, and, but as a, to, to make a living at it, especially in a club situation, you, I mean, you basically have to give the people what they want to hear or at least attempt that. I don't know that we always did, but that was necessary to uh, be invited back for sure. Sounds great. Uh, we're here with Wayne Bradley on Arkansas Talent Conversations. So pretty much formed a group. Did you play, did you have an area around the country that you concentrated on or did you guys try to cover like most of the eastern part of the United States or did you play in the southern part or? It really, we, most of the music that production I did was done in Memphis we started as a Memphis-based group. We traveled for about a year. The band was called Leviathan. And within a year, London Records, got, uh, we signed a deal, major label deal. And then that was when, truthfully, a record deal was a big deal. I right. mean, it wasn't, you didn't make a thousand in your bedroom. And, and so, I mean, this was a major stepping stone. So we got a deal with that. They put us out on tour. Uh, we signed with a big agency in New York, and we went on tour with all kinds of different people as a warm-up act. Uh, lots of stories there for another time. But essentially, we went into the areas that the record companies really worked, which tended to be the southeast, the northeast, and the upper Midwest. Uh, those were just concentrated. So it was so funny. I mean, you'd go to a place like Tampa, Florida, and we were huge. You go to a place like Omaha, Nebraska, and nobody had ever even heard of us. So that was the way the industry was then. Well, I heard of you guys now that you mentioned the name Leviathan. Okay. I, I heard of you. Yeah. I have heard of you. Well, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have. Uh, from doing songwriting and storytelling, do you do any other form of writing? I mean, uh, short stories, or are you working on novels or things like that? Or is most of your writing all in short story songwriting? It primarily has been songwriting, and, and I at one time had a pretty lengthy notebook full of lyrical material that I would just, I won't call it poetry because I'm not that refined at it, but it was things that I would use as basically a vehicle for a song. Songwriting was always my outlet. That was the way I would express how I feel or my comment on something, a lot of relational type music, although sometimes I would make comments on politics and things. But generally, it was more about just my view of where I was in life. And don't we all kind of share that viewpoint? And maybe they do, maybe they don't. But no, I I, I have thought about writing. I, I enjoy the idea of, of composition, but um, I'm such a short attention span guy that it's hard for me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Switching gears here a little bit, uh, you have a new company, Bradley Media, and you're right. the creative director and owner of Bradley right. Media. What types of projects are you taking on now uh, since the formation of that? It's 
Uh, well, it's a, a, across the board. We really are going to be a full-blown ad agency, so it will be a web, print, uh, of course, TV production, which has really been my background for about the last 10, 12 years is broadcast. That's really what I want to focus on. But today, you, uh, the way the industry is now, you have to kind of more or less do branding for companies. So if we, as we, and we have several that are pending right now, but it's looking pretty good and just basically pick them up and do all of their ad work, print with newspaper, but primarily a lot of internet, which is really where, you know, web advertising is where a lot of things are going. And then hopefully still continue to do television, which is what I really like to do, uh, because I know that, that craft so well. So, and we're just, uh, essentially starting, um, out and really kind of canvassing the area for clients have already gotten a pretty good thing working. And then, of course, the whole film, indie film side of this equation, uh, I'm going to run that through Bradley Media as well. Right. That was part of my other question to you also was uh, you've also been working on some feature films here right. as of late. I believe right. you did uh, sound design for The Devil Lives in Hot Springs. Correct. And then you also did sound recording in a I guess now, right now in the process of doing sound design for the film Tuckerman also. Correct. Correct. When yeah. you go out on a project like that, you have to spend a, do you and the director, the writer, which is Jet West, right. you guys spend a lot of time on pre-production on how you're going to work with the script and how you're going to set up to capture the sound because, in my opinion, I mean, sound is as equally or as important as that image that's on the screen because right. if you don't have good sound. Right. The, the audio is the personality of the, of the image. And like I said, if you, what does that mean? That means turn your TV sound off and watch your TV and it's not quite as engaging an experience. As far as Jet and I go, uh, he pretty much trusts me to know how to be into a situation. He's interested mainly in camera lighting, uh, perspective of the shot. And then it's my responsibility to capture the audio as best I can. So. Uh, on Devil, I really was not involved on the location recording with them because that was really kind of a different vision for them at the time. So coming into it this time, I told Jet and Tony both, uh, who are kind of the co-leaders of this Tuckerman project, that I'll get the audio done, I will do the location capture, and then when I get ready to do the mix, I'll basically know what to expect and what I'm doing. So... That was really my motivation selfishly, just so that at least I had an idea of what, because I already know there's some locations we're in that it's going to be problematic with the noise and things, but I will address that when I get to it. Wayne Bradley is our guest on Arkansas Talent Conversations. So when you came in, I heard you were kind of the rescue guy on the audio for the Devil Lives in Hot Springs, that you had a lot of your work cut out for you, so to speak. What type of... uh What's your technique? What kind of uh, audio editing tools do you use in order to, to work on correcting, let's say, I, I don't know, but incorrectly captured audio for yeah. a, a feature film? It Well, Pro, uh, DigiDesign Pro Tools is a audio uh, works uh, software that really works well with picture. I also have Final Cut. 
uh, studio, which is a video editing package. It has audio in it as well. I migrate from one to the other depending on which tool will give me the best function. Um, Devil was a very interesting challenge because I knew that Jet and Tony had done this project really not with the idea of being a, a, a film. I think it was really going to just be a, an Internet YouTube piece. And when they brought it to me, uh, there would be long sections of it that would be that were MOS. And so basically I had to go in and just literally create the entire environment, the the, the sound design basically side of what that was. The whole dialogue was, was really an experience because they would shoot at different times and in different ways, and the shift in the sound – Good audio is the kind of thing that it works like this. If you don't notice what's going on with it, then it's good. But if it, if you notice something that doesn't feel or sound right, well then, then it needs to be addressed. And we were getting large shifts in the, uh, from cut to cut to cut. So I had to really go in and kind of level that out and use noise reduction and thing, EQ and things that I knew. Most of it I was successful with. Some of it I, I kind of fussed about it a little bit because it was really kind of ragged. But I think in the end, uh, I felt very good about what the piece turned out to be. And I really tried to create, too, kind of a, an air about that uh, ominous and sort of, um, I don't know, just dark kind of thing. Uh, because it was a very somber story. And... uh so, but it was very interesting to me, and and actually it was it was a good chance for me to kind of really sharpen up my tools on that because I hadn't really I had been so steeped in video I hadn't really done any sound design in a while, but I love it. Sound design to me is like atonal composition. It's like songwriting except you're just you're creating environments, and I really enjoy that. So. We're going to take a short break with our guest Wayne Bradley. We're back and speaking with Wayne Bradley on Arkansas Talent Conversations. Getting back into the audio and the video mix of things, Wayne. Once you have all your audio taken care of and you've helped to create that environment, how do you approach mixing in the music then to kind of help set the flavor and, and maybe an overall tone to a film? Well, music is very important to me. Um, I think you can imply so many feelings and impressions musically that words don't really necessarily make. Or, right. or, so I really am very careful about the selection of the music, which I pretty much, Jet and Tony have given me, Jet primarily has really given me uh, car blanche to do what I want with that. So I try to sit down and sculpt something together. Um, I have done other, earlier in my career, other projects where I actually wrote music for films, I've kind of gotten away from that because it is so time consuming to do that as well as do all of the other things that are necessary. 
So I try to search out the, the, some things that seem to make sense and then kind of look at a, a shot transitions or whatever and really design something that, that says, okay, this is ominous. This is something's going to happen. Uh, oh my gosh, it didn't. We're, we feel so good or whatever the mood would be. Music is just, it just speaks to us at so many levels and it is so important in film work. So I, I really spend a lot of time on the music selection and edit side. Now, we're probably going to try to pull in some original music on this one. I hadn't really talked to Jed about this a lot yet. I know Kelly Griffin has some stuff. that uh, He had a piece that we used in Devil that was really good. In fact, it was the opening track. Oh, um, wow, his band Wish Drive. Yeah, I, right. I, yeah, and so, you know, we may be open to some of that again. I hadn't really truthfully spoken to Kelly about that, but um, we'll we'll just piece together what we can and and the, the idea being that as long as the music complements what's going on in the shot right that, that was going to be my next question is looking for music original music by bands or an individual other than yourself doing right. uh <clears throat> composition music for certain scenes of the film have you done much of that in the past and how do you go about hunting and searching that out i, I guess other than just listening to a lot of bands and right. their style of music not a lot. Uh, I have done this. I have, we've inquired and people have submitted material. Oftentimes what I find is that the songs are really not necessarily something that will connect with what the movie may be about. Now, a, a track for closing credits or something, that's, that's another, that, that to me I view as really kind of a new paragraph. Uh, that may be something that I would be a little, less restricted by but as far as actually material inside the movie or, or you know i would be very very careful about that because the thing is a song may end up being an identity in the movie that will have a life of its own this right. has happened many times in big features so if somebody presents something to me and i really like it jet and i agree that it's because he has some ideas jet loves music too uh, we may try to work that in, um, but at, at this point, I'm really there's the fundamental things I want to get first: get the dialogue, get the the atmospheres, the presence, and all the noise and sound effects, and the doors closing, and all that stuff. That believe nothing what you see; right. <laughs> it's all made up, though, <laughs> which is the fun part. Right, <clears throat> right. It's all adding that in later to really uh, punch the movie. When you look at music and the sound and the portions of the overall film. Every film has, of course, is generally a three act. You've got a beginning, middle, and end. And when you and I kind of want to delve a little bit more into the music composition okay. of a film because I think that uh, a lot of people may have problems with that and okay. with your background as a musician. So we look at a film visually with those three acts. When you interpret that film and you see it, you're working with it, not only doing the audio but perhaps also doing the uh, video editing as well. Sometimes. Do you work with the script to try to get the overall tone to take the audience, uh, not only visually, but also through their ears with the music and the dialogue and the sound? Do you, do you approach a film that way? I, I can and have. Um, it, it almost seems to me sometimes these projects have a life of their own. I, I mean, I, I'm sometimes amazed at how I get an idea and then that'll lead to another idea. And then suddenly I think, well, wait a minute, let me try that back here instead of up here and I'll move things around. And, and then the next, so it just sort of becomes to me kind of an assembly process in the fact that things kind of seem to have a chemistry. 
I, I guess, I don't know, I, I've some, I've actually stopped and thought about this before. If I actually wanted to mechanically sit down and construct something, I would probably end up throwing it out because it wouldn't work. Uh, it's very organic to me. Music is so emotional. And in what I look at a shot, I look at a, a set of shots or a transition where it's really important when you're moving from one location to another something, the music can really conclude and then set the mood coming into the next shot to kind of tell the audience, well, change of time, change of place, something's going to happen here, you know, be aware. And so I try to think through those processes, but if you overthink what you're doing, then it just becomes mechanical, not art to me. Our guest is Wayne Bradley on Arkansas Talent Conversations. You use that word wonderfully, Wayne, organically, and, and it, 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 it's kind of setting up my uh, an image in my own brain that when you're when you're working on the video editing and the audio editing, editing, and you're using that 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 part of your brain, is there another part of your brain that's going? You know, I got this piece of music in my mind that just really might fit that while you're doing these other uh, editing functions. I, that has happened um, where I'll hear something and kind of catalog it back, and then kind of go, hmm, you know, what about? And I'll go pull it out. I never know until I see it with the image. Uh, I may think I listen to it and I think, oh, this is great. This will work. And then I put it up against the picture and I go, mm, no, that's not what I want to say. And then something that I'll think, oh, that'll never work. It, it ends up just being a perfect fit. It's, it's sort of like it takes on a life of its own. And you, until you really get there at, at that threshold to see what it's going to hear, what it's going to be, I really try to be pretty objective about that. Now, True enough. I mean, we all have things we like, styles we like, musical things and such. And I don't generally try to force that into a, you know, a, a certain genre of music. I will not try to inject into a scene to some just because I want people to hear a new blues song or right, something. Right. But if that's what it calls for, if it's a nightclub scene and it's on the jukebox, okay, we'll throw up some honky tonk. Right. Fit that in there. Right. Yeah, it's really interesting because it, what I'm kind of getting a vision of that even if you have to tweak the visual side of it to help match the uh, composing side of it that seemed part of that whole organic process right. then. Right. I want to change up a little bit more here, uh, kind of get back to uh, what you've just started also, and that's uh, your new company, uh, Bradley Media. Right. And that's at waynebradley.com, correct? correct? Yeah, it's W-A-I-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. It's, yeah, what.com. And basically you're doing all media now. You're trying to encompass the whole end of thing. I noticed you're doing print. Does that mean that you are also doing uh, posters and, and large print media also? Anything that a client would, yes, anything that a client would need like that. We, we are a full ad agency. Uh, any media needs print, uh, newspaper ads, letterhead, logos. Uh, my art director actually has even done design for billboards on the side of the road. So somebody wants to put up a monster billboard, we'll take care of it. Now, you're also working on the web, too. Is that mainly for uh, uh, music and video uh, production also for uh, web pieces? There will be some of that. A lot of video primarily is what my uh, facet of this will be, but the internet marketing, internet design, web design, that really is going to be an area that we will focus on because that obviously is such a big part of what the industry is about now. Uh, we will definitely encompass that more, migrating more towards that now than when we originally started, which 
all I was really going to do was TV commercials, TV production, and with the idea maybe a film once in a while. And uh, But it, you just can't make a living doing that now because your client expects you to be able to accommodate all of their media or advertising needs. Right, basically your roof is going to encompass everything, everything. that the client's going to need right. to take care of. Do you also have a small sound studio there at your facility? I do have. Uh, mainly it's a private or a small studio, project studio that I use it for my music thing, but I've got it set up where I can do voiceover and that kind of thing. And then I've got a number of folks, friends there in, in this market that have offered up facilities. So if we need to use audio or video shooting, whatever is required, I can just pull in some favors and do that. Um, we do not have a storefront at this moment, an office per se, um, because truthfully, I don't really need one to be honest about right. it. Right, I understand but that. But at, at the time, you know, as we grow, hopefully production will require a studio where we can go and set up and shoot stu- uh, video, or whatever, and record audio. Yeah, that was my other question. Kind of jumping back for your <clears throat> audio capture equipment when you went in and you did the uh live or wild sound audio capture for Tuckerman. What type of equipment do you like to use when you go out into the field? Yeah, I, I basically it's it's pretty straightforward. I I have done multi mic setups. Uh, it really that really requires a second person as a on site mixer. In other words, basically feed the mics into some kind of little mixing device. Then into and we're going what's called single system, which is basically audio straight into the camera. Uh, there's no sync issue or whatever. It's not the most pristine way to do it. And sometimes being close enough to the talent and then and being a distance from the camera can be a problem but mainly just a simple boom really really nice condenser mic and and i've done enough of this to kind of know how to work the mic uh you have to really be friendly with the microphone and and so that that allows me with headphones and monitoring straight out of the camera i can actually hear what the camera is hearing and then I can work the location as it's need. But I, I really just try to get right in there with them as close as I can. Right. I'll tell the camera guy, the DP or director, you know, you just tell me when the mic hits the top of the frame and I'll just back just above that because I want to be right there with them. Do you have any favorite uh, boom mics you like especially? Well, I love the Sennheiser 416. I mean, that's an industry standard. Uh, there's a multitude of uh, chefs make some nice things. Um, really just the Sennheiser, you just can't go wrong. That's a workhorse microphone. Uh, if you know how to, how to use it, I mean, it, it, it can get you in trouble because it hears everything. Right. And, uh, you know, so you can also get a lot of unwanted things with that, but that is a, that's an amazing microphone. That's probably my favorite. If I were singling out one, that would be the one I would use. Wayne, uh, then just touching back on with the new comp Bradley Media. And uh, you just starting this up brand new. You just started this up in the past month. Yes, uh, January one was really kind of the official kickoff, and we are just now hitting the ground, and things are starting to turn. The wheels are starting to turn. Clients so, are coming. Right. So you're going. It's basically a full media house where you're going to be doing. Uh, you'll even be doing a feature audio capture too. I imagine if people have other independent films that they right. want to. Uh, have captured with audio absolutely i would talk to anybody about their mix or any facet of this that if i can help and time permits and i mean i can't do it for free but you know i mean if i'm very interested in other projects i love working on long form and uh so yes absolutely 
Well, Wayne, I want to thank you for speaking with us today on Arkansas Talent Conversations. And uh, we have some more projects coming up, and especially when Tuckerman gets fully put in the can, I know I'd like to have a roundtable here where we can talk more about that film and how that went, because I know Jet being able to adapt his work and having such a great cooperative effort from a number of people uh, I think it's a prime example for independent film here in the state of Arkansas. It's going to be a good project, I promise. We've taken time, and I think it's going to be a real interesting film. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for listening to Arkansas Talent Conversations, a production of Logat Media. To find out more about Arkansas Talent Conversations and our guests, please visit the Arkansas Talent Database at www dot arkansas dot ning dot com or visit logap media at www.logap.com. until next time pakoi laska roost <laughs>